Oh, here it is. Hello. Hey, Welcome girl. to our me. podcast, everyone. <laughs> so exciting. Some people may be listening to this and don't even know like, like what What's is this? If you're subscribed and we did change our name, you're just going to see the new podcast pop up. Okay. It's Legit. Melanie and me, but formerly known as Black Coffee and Tea Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That will totally. forever be a part of our story. It will. <laughs> and I was thinking, and this may be something we tell the viewers, like, should we, do you guys want us to update our segments? You know, California, I feel like it kind of flows into Melon and me though. Like we could still, what's the tea is still culture related. Cause that's ours. Like as a culture tea, you know, like, I feel like we can kind of translate some of those segments that we do tea bag, you know, let us know if you think we should change them or, you know, update them, whatever, keep them the same. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Those kind of things. Anyway, what's going on in California love? Well, I do want to hop in. I don't want to just glaze over that um, because it is a major change for people who've been rocking with us. We've been black coffee and tea for almost two years. So, you know, just to keep y'all updated and why we decided to change the name. I just feel like, um, you know, it, I just feel like we've outgrown the Black Coffee and Tea name. I feel like it's kind of made us stuck in like a box and we couldn't really, you know, with it being so specific to like tea and uh, the news. And yeah, it was just really, it really wasn't us. Yeah. Um, it was a name for some of y'all already know it was a name that I had created way before the podcast was even thought about and it was more like a news media type of channel on YouTube and we kind of just converted it into a podcast but I think coming into 2020 and like we both are you know so invested in it I think that we wanted a name that just represented us together in a better way and you know we're all about the melanated topics you know we're melanated people and we go hard for y'all so you know melanin me even those who are not melanin you know you can still hop up in here and get some. Get some melanin. Yeah. Listen, everybody can get some melanin. We really would love to hear y'all thoughts, opinions. Please um, subscribe and send to people you think would be interested. Leave us a review. All of this really helps us. It boosts us um, in Apple iTunes. So thank yeah. you for your support. And I also think that, you know, to your point with the whole new name change, it just you know, the black coffee and tea, I felt like it was us. We made it us because, you know, you already had the name, but then we converted it to a podcast. So I feel like once we were like, oh, what about the black coffee and tea podcast as a podcast? It was like, oh my God, that's so perfect. That's, you Mm -hmm. know, we rolled with it and we made it us. And then as you all know, as you own a business and um, or even maybe work for someone, there's processes, there's things that you find out, change. Um, and I think the biggest thing that makes a really good partnership in business, whether you're in a business with your friend, by yourself, a group of people, investors, whatever, is to adapt to change, figure out what works, what doesn't work, and be willing to evolve. So I think that was also another space that we were in, like, okay, let's kick it up a notch. Let's figure out And both of us were just kind of like, yeah, let's do it. Well, what about changing our shop? Yeah, let's do it. Well, you know, so that was awesome that 
we were able to just be in that same energy and kind of like build from there. So yeah, I love the name. I, think, I love the name too. And I think it really just let, like from the jump, it just lets you know who we are, what we're talking about and what our vibe is and black coffee and tea, you know, it took a little bit for people to be like, Oh, what? Okay. Okay. That's what it is. Like right. you get the tea part, but then it's like, I don't know. You could be talking about shit. Tea, tea. <laughs> literally tea like tea and real coffee like selling yeah. it in the shop up the street so you know that's just a little bit more us I feel and I'm excited I am too I'm excited we've already gotten a ton of followers and more <laughs> views and page hits I'm looking at the statistics and they have just doubled um as yeah, far as like wow. visits to the page yeah, our followers kind of- thank you we're at like 13,000 um 13,000 right now which is crazy um so yeah I mean I think we're just we're back we're doing the right thing all these little signs from the universe are telling us that we're in the the right space and I'm excited I'm just yeah. really excited can't be afraid to switch it up and see what can't happens can't be afraid so. to switch it up change is scary change can be scary yeah. but it's necessary yeah we are y'all guinea pigs and we will report back with <laughs> yes. the update for those who want to start their own things okay yeah yeah so but, all right got that out the way so um I know that I've been saying for 2020 I was gonna bring some really great stuff to you guys for Music City Streets I'm gonna kick it off to Whitney first (laughs) while I get my life together she needs to gather some Nashville information about events she's not gonna be attending but wants y'all to know about correct (laughs) correct (laughs) so keep us updated with this California love right now so California love y'all it's Grammy week in Los Angeles super excited um every year you know when they have these award shows coming to town it's like they do a whole week full of events festivities parties showcases um I went to a BET was like a new artist showcase well I don't even think it was new artists because Kay Michelle is an old artist and she headline the showcase but BET threw a little showcase I know there's like a Dreamville party with J. Cole and his people going on and you know the baby was at Poppy last night and Future was at Hyde I'm sure Lori Harvey was in the cut somewhere um so yeah it's popping in these streets and Grammys I have been blessed enough to get a seat at the Grammys tomorrow so I will be jealous whatever (laughs) (laughs) God is good all the time, y'all. So see me. I'll be sitting by the side stage where the performance is. I guess like the side stage performances. We'll see. But, you know, just keep your eyes open. I'm going to be like this. I'm going to be literally legit in my Instagram. I'll be in Atlanta tomorrow, but I'm legit going to be like page stalking. Like, where you at? Where you at? What's going on? So if you post something in two seconds, you see me as the first one that viewed, that's that's why (laughs) um yeah I'm super excited that's so dope so as far as music city streets there actually is something that's happening and my son is attending his um friend's parents are actually on their way here soon to come pick him up it is the Cirque du or I'm lying it's the Harlem Globe Charters (laughs) Oh, the Harlem Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters. I used to watch them as a kid. Yep. They're going to be here today from two. They have a two o'clock show and a seven o'clock show. Um, So yeah, at Bridgestone Arena. So make sure you go check it out. That's really, really cool. And, um, you know, I've been once and it was really an experience because, you know, we don't really get 
you know, stuff like that here in Nashville. We're getting stuff, but it's like still up and coming. Uh, but yeah, so that's I'm what so I'm glad they're still doing their thing. That I mean, Harlem yeah. Globetrotters is a tale as old as time. Shit, they've been doing this since since I was little and before then. Yeah. I know that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, um, so yeah, that's that's what I got from Music City Streets. Okay, um, yeah, we out here. We're you know? out here. Carter will be out here. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's gonna get her nails done and have some self care time. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh Lord. Okay. Anyway, I really so love yeah. that sweater you have on. Oh, thank you, girl. So, so you and cozy. I got, don't mind the mess, but. Um, this I got from Nordstrom's. It's a just it's a great ago. color it's on big you. And it's big. Sometimes I feel like a bird, but I love oversized. <laughs> you know, I just you know if I wear something like this and it's like this color pink, it's like okay, I'm wearing Pepto Bismol. Like I feel like a lot of color, but whatever, I love no, it. No, it's, it's a so it's cute. a good color for your skin tone. Mm-hmm. It's like not too bright, mm-hmm. but you know, yep. earth tonish. Yes. You guys yes. head over to YouTube. The, the visuals for this podcast cast will be up in about a week, probably. So <laughs> if you're interested, <laughs> Melon and me on all streaming platforms. Okay. Yes. Um, oh yeah. And our new Instagram is at Melon and me podcast. Yes. All right. And we are now, we're currently renovating our website. So that'll be available soon with all of our new products for Melon and me. Um, things are coming, coming. So just wanted Things to plug that. Developing, up and coming. Just stay tuned. Again, feedback. We we encourage it. Good, bad, or indifferent. Listen, we're we're open for it all. So listen. <laughs> well, we're open for some of it. Some of y'all be going a little too take stuff too deep, but that's for another day. <laughs> Constructive, <laughs> like feedback where we can have a conversation, right? Oh, Don't true. necessarily attack us attack the topic that's all i'm saying i don't care what y'all leave just leave a comment shoot because ah! that, boost, that boosts engagement <laughs> i don't care what it is <laughs> we will respond i will uh, are you drinking oj is that orange juice or this is tea oh tea okay yeah i, I need hot tea because i've been trying to get over this sinus cold <clears throat> so it's like drainage so i'm sorry if i cough you guys um like this dry cough but anyway. man i feel like people have been sick nonstop for like <laughs> since november Girl, like in the office place. Mm-hmm. everybody's got something that post you posted i think on your personal page or it was like january has if it's been feeling like january 74th for the longest god don't make listen. no sense it literally makes no sense like it, i'm like, like we're halfway through another two weeks yeah <laughs> girl so I much has like happened lived. in little january um Oh, I do want to announce you guys. I'll let Mia know too. I got a new apartment in Los Angeles and I'm very excited. Okay. So that is a victory. If y'all don't know the LA struggle. Okay. Yes. But still, it's January. I feel like I'm like, it has to be like March or something. (laughs) I don't know. This is like the most lingering month ever, but. I um I was listening to the reel yesterday and I love the reel. So a lot of my clips, if you ever see them about the reel or an excerpt, it's probably coming from me just because I legit like the hot topics that they do and some of the guests. I love some of the guests that they bring on. And that's really like why Amanda I watch Seals. a lot of 
Huh? How do you like Amanda Seals? Because she just joined the real, right? Um, great question, actually. So, um, what am I going to say? I'm going to give her some grace because she's, I liked her better as a guest judge, or not guest judge, a guest co-host. And then when they announced her as a co-host, I feel like her nerve, nervous energy had kind of taken over. So it was kind of like she was the odd man out, which is understandable because, you know, as a guest co-host, you don't necessarily have the pressure. You're just there to like, you know, whatever. But as this is like part of your thing now, um, I feel like she just kind of like was trying to figure it all out when I, but I sensed it. Like there were some awkward moments where I felt like she kind of just would like, I don't know. It just kind of made me uncomfortable. I'm wondering if she is nervous about getting tamar basically, you know, like getting tamar That could be, that could be something Because she's well. comparable to Tamar, like in her outspokenness and And see, this is another thing I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Oh. So <laughs> So outside of the nervousness, which again, I'm not judging, like I said, it's totally normal. I'd be the same way, you know, whatever. So I'm like, I'm going to give her some grace before I really am like, okay, how do I really feel about her and the rest of the girls as like they gel? But to your point with the whole Tamar-ish vibe, um, for those who know Amanda Seals, she definitely is her own personality. And I feel like a lot of times when they have a topic, and you can already see how she feels about the topic before it even gets to her opinion. Like, it'll be like a lot of like, you know, just like mm-hmm. all I, but it's like so exaggerative, right? It's so, it's, it can be so much. And I'm like, well, damn, can they at least get the topic out before <laughs> we start? You know what I'm saying? Like, God damn, we already know what you about to, you know? So, but again, it's her personality. It is what it is. But to your point, that's a great, that's a great argument in the sense of, I wonder if she's thinking about, she may get tamar or yeah. tamar and, but. They know. may have had some stern talkings to her behind the scenes. Like, Amanda, we You're too want black. you to be Amanda, You're too much attitude. Oh <laughs> we need you to cross over, okay? Yeah. So, but again, I like her so far. Like I said, I'm giving her grace and trying to see how she's going to gel. But as I watch the show, I feel like she's getting more and more comfortable being kind of figuring out her space with the girls you know so um I was gonna make a point so I was watching the reel yesterday Indiari was on there okay and I she's got a new album out um forgive me for not knowing the name of that album um I'll plug it on our page since I brought it up and I love Indiari actually um she, I for, I just forgot how dope she was. Not her music, but not her music. I've always known she's dope artist, whatever. I, she's gotten me through a lot of relationships. But just how she speaks in the way that she thinks. You know how you just talk to somebody and you love their spirit, you love their aura. You're like, wow, like I was on 10, but just by speaking to somebody like her, I'm like back down to like a one and she's just so soothing. She's so calm. She's deep, but she's not too deep to where you get lost and you're like, okay, this is too much. And she was just speaking a lot of great things. She talked about relationships. She talked about evolving. She talked about, um, you know, the Grammys and all these different things. And the, the takeaway that I took from it was the evolving part and how people like to put you in a box. And, um, you know, sometimes when you get to be, a certain level of successful people still want you to kind of break that barrier 
And a lot of times you have to look for yourself and say, you know what, maybe I've already maxed out that barrier. Maybe I've, maybe I've done that and maybe it's time for me to do something else. So, um, with that, I just wanted to share that with the show or the podcast and just, you know, whatever space you're in constant evolving, constant involvement is necessary. Um, and just to be a better person and shed light, be a, be a light to people really. Cause I really was like, I've been on 10 for the last couple of weeks for different reasons. And when I just listened to her, I was like, oh my God, what am I tripping for? Let it go. Let it flow. Whatever. So check out that episode or that excerpt from, you know, when she was on that show. Yeah. Um, she's dope. That's so funny. I just posted the quote from Erica Badu on our page and it was like evolving involves eliminating. Mm -hmm. And that is just some true, true stuff because, you know, as you evolve and it reminds me of this little interview from Oprah and she said, you know, she had to really, really look around her and be like, who am I allowing in my energy? Why am I allowing them in my energy? Are they bringing me up are they bringing me down like at this point it's not even about placing the blame on other people who do you wrong it's about placing the blame on you because you allowing them that access and that space to you and you know their energy ain't right you know they're not really supporting you and where you want to be and who you who you want to be where are you trying to go um and that's just so so true because as I I mean we've all been evolving um I feel like this year for me, I have just some major, major changes happening. And, you know, I've shared a bit of that with a few people and I could sense like the underwhelmment in a way, like people, like some people are just like, "Mm, okay, great. Next, like in a way where it's almost like dismissive, but I know it's because of how they feel honestly. And it's just like, I don't know if this is helping me to have you in my energy space. You know, I don't, right. I don't think it may actually be hurting me and keeping me, you know, behind when I need to right. be moving forward a bit. So it is, is that's the, some real stuff that India yes. Ari is talking about because it comes <clears throat> a point where you just have to make those tough decisions. And when you're you truly evolving, it's like, how bad do I really want this? Because you can't either you can be comfortable or you can keep it moving. Like it's, Sometimes you just have to make tough decisions. I legit understand like what you just mentioned. I've been saying legit a lot. Let me take that out of my vocabulary. That's such an LA thing. I don't even know. I was like, I don't even know when I've been on here. They'd be like, yeah, legit. legit. I legit, like (laughs) I need to retire that because I say it every sentence I feel like. (laughs) But when you just said the whole um, letting people go, like it's not even them. It becomes you making those decisions. I not going to say the word L word. I seriously (laughs) had to let go of someone that was really important to me um, here recently. I've had to make that decision because they're toxic. Their um, energy just no longer served my purpose. And I had to make the decision because a lot of times, and I'm going to be honest, a lot of times people are there they are themselves that is them right and they will continue to be them because that's them so what i've learned about people is you know people change for a quick second but they always revert back to their natural whatever's comfortable for them so that can mean if we talk about a relationship that can mean okay oh my god oh my god baby i'm so sorry i hear you i hear you i promise i won't do it again but now they've gotten back and then once it's like okay got her 
it's cool 30 days later they go back doing to the same thing or maybe doing something whatever as it relates to business or any other kind of aspect of your life and so then you have to take a look at self and say all right to your point you know am i going to allow myself to stay here because clearly so I do believe certain people and certain things will keep you complacent and everybody cannot go. And a lot of the times, you know, you don't understand how your behavior has become toxic just by Allowing sharing that it. energy with somebody else. And if you have a long-term history with someone, man, female, whatever, you know, you, from the outside looking in is when you can see what it looks like for what it really is. But when you're in it, it's hard to see it. It's because you make excuses as to why, you know, like I've done that with girlfriends. I've done that with boyfriends. I've, I've done it all. And, you know, just, there's just been a big shift and it's been an overwhelming weight on me. That's like, I have to make this decision. I have to let this, like, I have to do this. And I've just been kind of like, no, no, no. Until it was like, all right, I hear you, God. And for me, it was speaking through India Ari. She didn't even say anything in that regard but it was her spirit it was her light it was her energy where i was like i need to be like that i need to be light again because that shit will weigh you down if you if you allow it oh yeah you know but yeah we all have a choice it's a choice everything you do in this world is a decision you know i do believe life happens to a lot of us but we at that point have to decide okay what are we going to do about it are we going to sit here and be whatever? Am I going to sit up here and go to YouTube university? I don't have the money for college. College really is a scam anyway, depending on what field you're going into. So there's all kinds of things that we can do <laughs> to better ourselves if we choose to. We're both college educated, by the way. We both have, deg- we are degreed up, but I'm telling you, like everybody, Sally Mae can come get this shit right now. <laughs> I promise you, they really can. Um, so yeah. I just needed to say that, uh, but yeah, I mean, certain people, I just think I'm thankful for that moment that I yeah. had yesterday. Yeah. So. When you come out here, you definitely, I'm going to get you some real tickets because they always be trying to get me to go to the real, but those tapings start so damn early. Oh, do that. Girl, you got to be there by like 640, uh, 6 o'clock. I think 545 Ooh. or 6 o'clock. Oh my Lord. In the morning. Hmm. They'd be like, you are selected. Priority. You have priority ticket. You don't even have to wait in line. I'm like, mm-mm. You know, like, I don't give a damn. Hit me when y'all got Drake. <laughs> 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 but I'll go with you if you come out here. Oh, so. my God. Which I hope you can. I hope you can come out here. Girl, I'm going to come out there. I can come out there soon, actually. I mean, let March and April go through. And I, like, I legit, I legit, I can come out there. I come out there soon, let March, April, May go through. But yeah, hit me around. Well, because, July. you know, March is, you know, I got shit going on in March. And then April, I probably could make it work in April. But, oh, but yeah. Adults I, are so funny. I know. Um, yeah, let me know. Hilarious. In advance. But yeah, girl. So that's all I got on that. Okay. But, I got to start, you know listening to more ndre because i i listen to her old stuff but i'm sure her voice is still amazing so i'm gonna download that album she got i know i'm gonna mm-hmm. plug it on our podcast since i don't have the name of it right now and i since i brought her up yeah <laughs> show some platforms. you know how technology work go to streaming platforms type in ndre her newest music is going to populate right. so you know <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the only tea really that I really wanted to talk talk about 
was this um, viral video from Orlando Brown. What's his name? Is his name Orlando Brown? Oh, yeah, it is Orlando Brown. <laughs> is it Orlando Brown? Okay, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so this is the, um, he was the co-host on That's a Raven. Um, I think his character was Corey. Um, we've seen him, like, deteriorate over the years in social media because apparently he has, like, some drug addiction. Um, but he posted a video about Nick Cannon basically saying that, you know, Nick Cannon uh he let he allowed nick cannon to suck his uh dick back in the day um (laughs) he said he allowed nick cannon to suck his dick because i don't know why i don't know why this came up um he said he is he hates to admit that he liked it he enjoyed it um (laughs) you know clearly he was just i mean he could have i mean he probably was definitely high okay so Nick Cannon responds to this by posting this long message online. Um, a very mature response is what people said, I suppose. It was very long. I don't. I should have pulled it up so I could read it. But the gist of it was that, you know, this man needs help. And, you know, instead of us all laughing at him, he said his first response was to laugh at it, which was odd to me. He said, my first response was to laugh. And then he had... Nick Cannon posted some emojis that was like the eggplant emoji. You know what that means. The eggplant emoji is like the dick emoji, basically. And so <laughs> the eggplant emoji with water sprouts, which also in that context, that usually means like some sexual, like some sexual things are happening and stimulating. So I don't, I'm confused, okay? Because people are like, oh, it's so, Nick Cannon's response was so mature. It was so touching. He could have really went in on that man for lying on his name, blah, blah, blah. I, personally, I don't know what happened. I don't know what Nick Cannon did or didn't do. I know that people on drug, you know, binges or whatever could come out their mouths with some crazy shit. But to me, drug addict or not, that's just very specific and very random to just throw out there. And then he's also throwing himself under the bus because this guy, he he ha- he dates women, Orlando Brown. So it's like, he said, I hate to admit that I enjoyed it a little bit. So it almost like he threw himself under the bus with the whole Nick Cannon sucking his dick thing. So I don't know if it's true or not, but I think Nick Cannon's response was just a little strange for me. But the majority of people online <laughs> seem to think it was a great response. So. Yeah, I, I I never <laughs> I saw Nick's can I saw like um, a cutout from Nick's response and it was it looked long so I didn't even bother to read <laughs> it honestly I did like a glimpse you know I skimmed if I could find it <laughs> yeah I skimmed but I did get that from him I was like oh, okay well that's the that's the polite way or mature way to respond I mean think about how 50 cent would respond I mean let's just think about what's (laughs) mature what's immature you know um however with Orlando yes he clearly has some marbles that are lost um because like you said he has thrown himself under the bus that's the first thing that I thought was like oh wow like for you to admit that publicly you're you're now opened up yourself to you know what you probably may enjoy which is you know that like you said you know you did enjoy it a little bit which I don't know how you what a little bit is I either enjoyed (laughs) it or I didn't but um 
So, I can't. you know, I just think that people, when they get in this, this space of like, they want to project, you know, and say things to what they feel like throw someone else on the bus under the bus or call somebody else out. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a way for them to project like, Hey, look at me. I need attention. You know, I need attention right now. I need to, you know, because first of all, Orlando Brown, like we really could just do without him in general. Like I do want him to get better if he is. But every time he pops up, I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember him. Like, yeah, but I mean, it's always some bullshit. Cause I know the last time he popped up, I believe there was some kind of. Yeah. But, but also he brought a lot of tea about the set of that. So Raven and stuff, and said it was a lot of sexual things and, and inappropriate things going on behind the scenes of that show. Yeah, that threesome, all types of shit. So, and they didn't deny that stuff. And it was just like, I just don't know when these kids grow up in Hollywood and the shit they've experienced. I just don't put yeah. nothing past nobody because yeah, I don't either. When and you I'm have saying, all that yeah. money yeah. and that influence and that power, sometimes some very, you know, what we would perceive to be sick things are happening under the scenes. But it, in that world, it's almost normalized. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's the thing, you know, orgies, sex parties, whatever, drugs at a young age, like all that is actually normalized. And it's like, this man clearly has gone through some trauma in his life. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I just, I'm not so quick to just dismiss every person because they love to, to say, oh, you're a drug addict or you're, you have mental problems. So nobody's going to believe you or, and it's like, shit, those would be the ones who really have nothing to lie about because they're already at rock bottom. Like, what are they trying to hold on to? Like they have no shame yeah. basically. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think that there is a process that should take place when it comes to people just saying whatever and we just jump on the bandwagon or not. Like, I think that everybody is entitled to their opinion. Yeah, um, definitely. I definitely believe every, if you publicly put something out, you know, you then can't be like, oh, well, I don't know why you're, no, you publicly put it out there for us to now be comfortable to have an opinion, whether it's the one that you want or the one you don't want. Right. So right. I am totally about that. But I do feel like there is, this this we live in a world that we've always lived in it's just gotten progressively more advanced with technology and all these other things or it's like people are saying things and there is no necessarily process unless you have actual factual pictures proof video like anybody can say anything and to your point I do agree that a lot of things have happened back in the day, especially with children, especially with women, because that's always been the case. And we do like, I mean, boy groups, um, just any and everything. Nothing surprises me. I just think that Orlando to, to, it's unfortunate that I feel like he was in a state where I was more concerned about his state than actually what he said. So, cause he just was like, Nick, you suck my dick. <laughs> it's like, my dick. like it just was very just yeah you know something so but immediately i was time, like I know, is he I okay the age differences i don't know if he's saying this was like a molestation type of thing was this a consensual thing was this a i don't know it, i don't know it really don't matter but um the fact of the matter it was said and nick cannon you know responded to it i want to see if y'all can hear this though Listen. nick okay look fine Fine, okay. Let me tell everybody. Let me let everybody know about that. Okay, fine. Nick, I let you suck my dick. Okay. Fine. I said, I let Nick suck my dick. Like what? And <laughs> and 
I liked it. It was okay. Fine. Nick, you sucked my dick. But everybody is a female. Okay, Nick, you sucked my dick. I don't want to say that. You know? Nick been sucking dick. <laughs> oh, Lord. He sounds psycho. He sounds like something is, he has lost some screws. Like I said, whether he does, but the way he said that, though, it was honestly like, I didn't want to say it. Like, I really didn't want to say it. And he didn't have to. Like, that's my thing. I'm like, why do people come on to say these things? Like, why? Oh, like, so I let, me try. <laughs> let me try to attempt to read just a little bit of what Nick Cannon wrote. He wrote so much, but I'm just going to read a little bit. So Nick Cannon said, when I first saw this, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Laughing face emoji, eggplant emoji, water emoji, laugh, laugh, laugh. <laughs> okay. But then after putting a little cognitive effort and analytical thought to the situation, I figured what a great opportunity for a teachable moment. First off, let me say I'm praying for the young brother Orlando, even though I don't really know him personally. I have always loved and enjoyed his talent and have been a fan of his past work. He was fucking brilliant on Major Pain, and he had us all laughing that, on That's So Raven. But this is another crucial example of when we allow our young artists to be prematurely exposed by this demonic business and left out to fend for themselves. We need better support systems for our youth and take care of our own. I watch various uh, times this Young Brothers videos and all I see is a cry for help. So I don't know if there's any real leaders or solid individuals in this young man's life, but let's embrace him and tighten him up so he doesn't become another lost victim to these Hollywood circumstances. I indeed believe that this brother has the God-given talent to be on Wild and Out, but this definitely ain't the way to audition. This actually hurts my heart to see that we have allowed Orlando, along with various other young gifted performers we grow up loving, to just dwindle away after these corporations made their billions off of them. Now, due to substance abuse and diagnosed psychiatric disorders, our loved ones are now aimlessly begging for the attention that they were once given instead of the help that they actually need. All the while, we sit back and laugh. So that's basically what he was saying. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a beautiful response. But I'm just confused because it just don't make like how he transitioned into that. Like, I don't understand the eggplant emoji and all that. And then it's like, well, I, I don't know. He didn't deny it. He didn't deny it. <laughs> he didn't deny it. So, you know, I pray they both get help. <laughs> I just don't know. You know, I don't know either. I just know Nick Cannon right now because he, who, who he is and the platform he's been given he does try to act very innocent with a lot of things and put his hands up. Like, you know, like that Aaliyah uh, interview that he did with Damon Dash and he acted like, oh my God, how could everyone allow Aaliyah to, like you was with our Kelly too, homie. Like, let's just not act the innocent role. Like we remember mm -hmm. years ago. And I think this yeah. new generation, they just don't know that Nick Cannon. They just know the Nick Cannon from Wild and Out, the businessman, mm -hmm. but whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know. I like Nick Cannon, but there's also, there's just a sense of like, I don't know how a hundred percent authentic he's being, but you know, I saw a meme the other day that was like, you had a gun to your head. 
and somebody asked you to name five, five Nick, Nick Cannon, Cannon songs. songs. <laughs> I was like, I can't even name one. Like, I le- I seriously was like, that love uh, don't cost a thing. My love don't. Co- oh, that was Christina. Okay, <laughs> I think that's more Christina though than even Nick. Wasn't he just in the video or something? You know, like. Girl, I think he I had a verse. Know. I don't know. Girl, but I thought that was funny. Yeah, hilarious. I don't hilarious. Know. So anyway. That's it. That's all the tea I have this week. All the tea you got. Did you get a chance to watch um, Tyler Perry's A Fall From Grace? Girl, I did not, but I have been watching these memes and they have been cracking me the fuck up. Girl, my <laughs> girlfriend called me this morning and was like, what is all of these memes about A Fall From Grace? I'm like, you still haven't seen it? I've been told her to watch it. Um, <laughs> not because it was like this amazing movie. Again, not a knock to Tyler. They said if the plot was all right, though. <clears throat> yeah, if I had to actually rate the whole movie, everything, acting, right, everything from a one to ten, I'd give it a five. I'd give it a solid <laughs> five. Um, you know, this I said man what said I said. he filmed that movie, girl, in five days. Five days. I and again, cannot. we're supposed to be like, oh my God, five days. Tyler is so disillusioned. I just. I don't know. Wow. The, the, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. It's almost <laughs> like you just have to watch the movie. Um, and then you just move on, you know, <laughs> I watched it. I was like, Oh wow. And he then did, I moved on. He did an interview and he was asked a question about like his, like the lace front wigs. He was like, why is it that, you know, all your characters have to wear these? Oh my God! What did he these say? Wigs, these wigs, these lace front wigs, like what you know, the main character in Fall from Grace, I guess the guy, the husband or whatever, he had to wear this like Jerry curl looking wig, and Tyler was like, "It's not that I want them to wear wigs; it's that he's playing a character, and the character has hair, and he doesn't have hair." <laughs> he said, "He said uh, I'm playing a character. When I put that wig on, I'm playing a character, and the reason I have to put the wig on is because the character <clears throat> has hair and I don't." He's I still like, stuck. Tyler, but play. why does the character have to have that old ass hair from the 80s why why he have we not moved to the 2000s at least <laughs> you know <laughs> i'll never understand the wig okay i'll never i just won't i'll never understand it you live All in atlanta random wigs and this further proves my point about he literally has to be the only one that takes his advice because how are you in atlanta with the most talented black hairstylists wigs all of that and you have not elevated to that he's using those same medea states from the plays from 2002 girl from the play when he used to do those plays on vhs tape He's he probably was like, oh, no, see, I saved all those wigs. We got a wig box in the back. No. And that's the wigs that we use for all the productions. <laughs> and it's weird. And I'm going to tell you, it's weird because it's supposed to be, I think, in like more of a present time. But yet you have all these outdated. So it confuses me as a viewer because I'm like. Very outdated. It's all just outdated. Like, outdated. Or if they're not outdated, they look really bad. Like, I don't want to say this. But on some of his shows that he currently has out, I don't like their wig. I mean, their wigs look wiggy. I have seen, you and I have seen wig. Me and my whole crew, hell, men, everything. We know what a good wig looks like. We're like, damn, that's a wig? Why can't you do that? At least if you're going to have your cast members wear these damn wigs, can we keep the wigs consistent through the same scenes? Okay. (laughs) 
you literally have memes out there of a scene happening and your character switching back and forth from two different wigs in a matter of seconds. Like, this is why you need a team, okay? You have people in the background eating air, drinking air, okay? This is ridiculous, Tyler. Ridiculous. You, you cannot be the screenwriter, the director, the damn uh, designer, the hairstylist. You can't do it all, Tyler. You can't. You have you can do to it all, but you can't do it all well. You can't do it all well. You can't. Oh, my God. And then he answered the question about the screenwriter. So I forget what interview this was, but it went viral on YouTube. And um, this black woman, she did it so eloquently, but she was just like, so what is it about your screenwriters? You say you write every single you know, why don't you have a writer's room? She said every major television series, you know, television um, show has a writer's room or movie production. He said, listen, he said, I once had a writer's room. I once had writers. And he said, they didn't understand. He said, my ratings started to drop. My viewership started to drop. He said, I know what my viewers want to see. No one else knows that. No one else can adequately portray that. He said, they had to go. I had, they had to let them go because my viewership started to decline. I said, oh my God. Oh my Lord. So this man literally thinks that only he has the capability to get people what I'm like, Tyler, people are watching your shit. Honestly, the main people that are watching your shit are getting close to the end of their lifetimes. Like you got <laughs> if you want this shit to keep on going, you gotta reach more people, not just the old church folks that you grew up with and raised you. You know, and it's, and it's honestly a problem because if you're the only writer, it makes so much sense why all your women characters act like this. All your women characters are bitter, going crazy over men or just whatever. It's just like, you cannot write the perspective for every woman, for every single um, show or series, whatever you're doing, movie. It just, it, it doesn't sound believable because you don't even know. You're writing for a woman from yesteryear. And it's like. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he has a really skewed sense of women also. And that's the trend I've noticed with his characters. Yeah. I think he has, I think it, I've seen in the blogs and stuff and the social media, same to your, it's exa- you're exactly right. To your point, um, skewed version of women, men, all that struggle love, you know, yeah. let's talk about it. Why every single time you have a movie or a play, this woman has to be battered, beaten, yeah. cheated on. Whoa, and a woman is going completely crazy over Crazy, deranged. And then Throwing she away everything guy. they worked for, just completely just a, a And then she's, she's either too <laughs> independent or she's, you know, it's like, and then she meets the love of her life. It's like, there is love out there that is not painful and that does not require you to have to put up with bullshit. Um, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Like, I love Daddy's Girls. I'm gonna tell you just, you know, because I feel like I'm getting on Tyler. I love Daddy's Girls. Yeah, the reason why I love Daddy's cool. Girls was because I felt like it was good writing. I feel like there was good, uh, there was a good, who he chose to play in it, the Idris Elba, Gabriel, I see that he saw vision for that, because he could have easily got whoever, and they didn't bring the story. That was one of his best to ones, play. for sure, for sure. Daddy's Little Girls was good. I liked The Family That Prays. I liked that movie, uh, that movie with Samal Lathan, and uh, who else played in that? Taraji. Oh, yes, that was a good one. That was a good movie. I like, I mean, so there, there are movies that I like that he has done, but I want him to keep that same energy. Like, he just, to me- I really like, what's the one with the four um, people getting married? 
the four Janet Jackson. Why did I get? Why did I get married? I really love Why Did I Get Married. Why did I? Get, especially the first one. I love that first one. Oh my god! Especially when uh, <laughs> what's their name got choked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, but honestly, he, I feel like his best ones are like from the past. From the past, and they were more relatable. Like and don't the, you think the productions were better? Huh? I feel like the production was better. The product. It was mo- It was. It was again. He had. He he thought from a, I feel like a holistic point of view versus this needs to, like, it's just all his other stuff to me, not all, but some of his other stuff, especially in the shows and currently is so chopped. It's hard to connect. Yeah. Like his budgets just have gone way down probably. Yeah. I think now that he's not using these big studios and he's funding all of his own stuff. Yeah. And he's cutting the the short, cutting the time down and, you know, three days, five days, two weeks. (laughs) He's put together, what, all those shows in two weeks, wrote them all in two weeks. They did the acting in two weeks. Like, you know, I just don't know. And again, I love Tyler. I was like, do you owe somebody money? Like, what's happening? What's the rush, Tyler? Like, (laughs) And some of the artists that I listen to, you know, Jill Scott um, and the RE, a lot of people, lots of people, they talk about how they would love to be these popcorn artists popcorn artists there is a lane for that because we need that too but to really delve into who they are and what they're about and stuff it stuff takes time it's like it's not microwavable so it's okay to have an idea and to see it through maybe it'll take six months maybe that does include you know bringing writers in and you know having it to be a whatever so we've talked about snowfall and how john singleton god you know we know he put thought into that not even from the writing standpoint from character development, from, oh, I see you as the character. You don't need a wig. You, you know, like, now don't get me wrong, Jerome's wig was hit, but they increased the budget, I think, in season three, because that juice curl, oh, he actually yeah. had it curled and wet. But season one oh, and that two. That was some human Indian Remy. Girl, every time he lifted his neck, his hair would, like, go like this. But in season three, he had curls, honey. They were juicy. They were juicy in season three. So, girl. But yeah, I think we're saying the same thing. You know, essentially, is just Tyler. It's okay to evolve. I think that's the consistent word in this whole show. Let people in. Stop thinking you know it all because it's like I, I, I don't know. I just feel like you can really learn something from the younger generation of writers maybe keep your storylines a bit more up-to-date relevant like technology wise or they could say hey Tyler this is a great scene but um you know today we would actually most people would actually send send a text instead of writing this letter or whatever it is you know make it more in today's world um I do want to give shout out to him for um I'm going to bring up her name really quick <clears throat> she, the leading lady in this movie, I believe her name is Crystal Fox. And <clears throat> I'm trying to look up her name now. Anyway, she has been a long-term TV actress for years. This was her first leading role as an African-American woman that Tyler gave her the chance to. So kudos to, to that. That's, that's great. I, I like that he's in a position to be able to do that and to continue to do that. So um trying to get her name now. Crystal Fox, yes. She played Grace Walters um in the movie. So just had to say that. Yeah, he's he's been putting on black actors and actresses for a long time. Like yeah. 
very yeah. very honorable but you know you can also do that for your black writers your black showrunners your black mm-hmm. um directors tyler your whole you team. know your whole team it doesn't take the shine off you to let some people in there with you you can do bigger things with the team so mm-hmm. god bless mm-hmm. him god bless him well i guess before we hop off should we answer a few questions that yeah, you have some or... social media topics. Um, we don't really have any new questions right now to the email. It's pretty brand new. Um, our new email is askmelaninme mm-hmm. at gmail.com. So if you have any questions, any comments, any anything you want us to shout you out, if you don't want us to mention your name, let us know that too and send them all to askmelaninme at gmail.com. Yes, yes. So there are three questions that I'd like to um, to discuss. Um, I found them to be very interesting and to see people's uh, responses from them. And they really kind of all coincide with um, one another, except for the third one. Um, the third one is kind of funny. <clears throat> and I'd actually be curious to see if you've actually had an experience with this. <laughs> so let's just start with the first two and get them out the way. So what would you define as cheating? Just in general, would you define, so if you were in a relationship, let's just set it up. What, if you're in a relationship for, let's say, five years, okay, you've got some time in there, right? And your man, you found out that your man was out with, he went out, he just went out, hung out. You saw him take, somebody took pictures like Portia of him at Waffle House with a group of females. Is that inappropriate? Like, is that <laughs> cheating to you? I'm just, no, like, because I really want to explore, because there's people that have been really extreme and obvious, yeah, like, well, if you just, stick your dick in her, that's cheating. That's you just some her. creep shit, first of all. My man is at a Waffle House with four girls at 4 a.m., and that's worse than cheating shit. You want some yeah. creep, pimp, a bitch type shit. Yeah. And I'm not with it. Side note, Portia, you need to get the hell out of there ASAP. <sighs> Oh, that's what I wanted to bring up. Oh, I have to say this. I have to say this. So after I watched Real Housewives of Atlanta, yes, there was the Andy show. What is it? What happens after Cohen or something? Yeah. What happens live or something? Yeah, it's right after the Real Housewives. And I Portia was asked like how her and Dennis were doing. Because, you know, nobody's talked to her since all these allegations stuff have come out since they've, you know, since he's made up to her mama and all this other kind of stuff. So. (laughs) Made up to her mama. Portia was like, Andy was like, so how are things with you and Dennis? Is everything still, you know, she was like, huh? And he was like, is everything okay with you and Dennis? You know, Andy's getting, you know, annoyed because he's like, you heard me the first time. So she's like, oh, uh, yeah, she's like, you know, doing all of this. And he's like, well, do you trust him? And she was like, I feel like you ask me that every time. He's like, because I want to know. Oh, Lord. And so she said, we're working on things. Portia better okay, stop playing before she, Andy kick her off that show. She was like, pray for us, y'all. So then there was another question that was like, you know, how did you respond when you found in the blogs he was out with different women at Waffle House, whatever. And she was like, um... You know, she was like, what? Like, she just kept playing dumb. She loved to play dumb. Girl, come on. You are on a reality show with your live business. This was your storyline for this season, right? This was your only storyline for this season. That's what I'm saying. Like, if she don't want to talk about her only storyline, Andy about to be like, I don't really know if you're necessary. That's how he was looking on the what happened. He was like, 
she was like, well, I feel like you asked me. He was like, because I want to know. He's like, the executive the producer. Yeah. So you piss Andy off, you out. Girl. So anyway, back to uh, basically, what would you define as cheating? In Girl, the most- in the- just, sorry, just to hop back to oh. court. She's, he's definitely clearly cheating. And she's like uncomfortable being the topic yes. of discussion, you know? Yes. Yes. But yeah. I, I feel like them. anything that, okay, this is me personally. I don't think cheating is just physical. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's the most obvious form of cheating. But I feel like if you are in a completely monogamous relationship and it's been declared to be that way on both ends. I feel like cheating is anything that you just could not do openly in front of your partner. So if I want to take a girl to dinner every night in the movies, but we don't do shit, but hold hand and watch the movies, are you going to do that with my girl hair? Probably not. So I feel like you're cheating. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I want to have intimate phone calls in the middle of the night or intimate text messages all day long, and then you try to hide them from me, that's cheating. Yeah. Because emotional cheating to me, honestly is way worse than physical cheating like physical cheating can be a one and done type of thing I don't ever see the girl talk about her no more emotional cheating you carry you can carry that with you for years so that's way more dangerous do you feel like any of that is forgivable like is there is all of it non-forgivable in your opinion or would you be more apt to forgive one versus this other like what do you think about that I think to each his own, you know, Mm -hmm. it's nothing wrong with forgiving the person that you're with who is cheating on you if you're okay with that, you know? Mm -hmm. Me personally, if I feel as if, I'll tell you this, you'll have a better chance, a person will have a better chance staying with me after cheating if they were to come clean to me about it. Meaning you didn't have to come to them, meaning they came to you and it's not on some, you found out and now you're telling me it's facts. If you come to Mm. me like how, um, sex in the city movie, for example, what's the name came to Miranda told her, I cheated on you the other day. I feel horrible. I can't sleep, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They broke up or whatever, but ultimately they got back together. That to me, that's way more respectful. I can, I can start to to process that and comprehend that and still be able to still trust you possibly right. down the road because right. you did come to me out of respect even though it, it, you know it was gonna get you in the doghouse but you still because you didn't want me out here looking stupid you had enough right. love and respect for me as a person not right. just as a significant other but as a person mm-hmm. to to show me what's up because at the end of the right. day like I'm just I'm so ready for like a mature relationship I'm, I'm at the point where like, even if you were to tell me that you like, like somebody else, love somebody else, don't want to be with me. I can't really be mad at you for that. Like everyone has their own journey, their own destiny. No one is obligated to want to be with me. You feel me? So it's just like, I can't even be mad at you if you're feeling a certain type of way, but I can be mad at you if you deceive me and make Mm -hmm. me think that it's one way, but it's really another way. Mm -hmm. That's what I can't trust. Right. Everyone, I mean, people fall out in and out of love all day. That happens, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if, as long as a person is, respects me enough to come to me, then I think that's forgivable and that, that's something that can be worked out. That's great. I agree with you 100%. And, you know, they were speaking to this on the real as far as like, is a one-time cheat more forgivable than an affair? And obviously the consensus was, hell yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with either, but definitely a long-term affair is both are choices. Both Mm -hmm. are choices. It's not like, oh, this fell upon, you know, she slipped on my dick and 
or whatever, but they were saying an affair one, two, three, four, five years. I mean, that is by far the worst thing anybody, you know, one time cheat. There's like you said, people fall in and out of love. It could be whatever the circumstance, not that it's right, but you know, so it was kind of interesting to get people's viewpoints on that. Would you compromise? The second question is, would you compromise your happiness for the success of the relationship? So I kind of know your answer just because of, you know, I know you and I think our viewers (laughs) know us and, you know, but have you known anybody in your life? You don't have to say names, but have you seen what that looks like where you see like, oh, wow, they're compromising their happiness just to be with somebody? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been through that. I've definitely compromised my happiness to stay in a relationship that wasn't working, to Mm -hmm. want someone to be with me, even though I know it didn't feel the same, you know, because I just didn't let them go. And I'm not happy, but I'd rather just have them (laughs) than not have them. happy with somebody else. I've been there. Yeah. But I'm so different now than when I was in my last relationship. I could never see myself um, being in another situation like that. It just wouldn't even agree with me right um because I just come first you know that's just facts I'm just gonna come first and that's just what it is and I don't doubt I don't blame no one else to put themselves first it's like yeah I have one body I have one life this is I'm gonna come first in this thing so yeah anyone can go I mean that's not to put down anyone but anyone can go and I'm still gonna be okay so I think so too. And I think a lot of times specifically for women, we deal with this the most because there is that pressure that we have to have kids, to be married, to, I think it's slowly starting to like not be as more pressure because we have a lot more people that are speaking out about it. It's it's definitely pressure. (laughs) It's definitely pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, but I don't even know until you hit 30 and it's just like, I have people who don't never talk to me about kids in my life. And then as soon as I turn 30, it's, well, are you gonna have kids? Are you gonna do this? Are you gonna get married? Are you gonna be, you need to have kids? I'm just like, well, damn, ain't nobody had no conversations about like me being in healthy relationships my whole fucking twenties. And last I heard, you know, my grandmother was talking shit about anybody who had a baby in their twenties. But then as soon as you hit your thirties, it's like, oh, you didn't have kids yet. Or, like, well, damn. like they said in Sex in the City, <laughs> there everybody's having you know as you're when you're single and you're celebrating all these six quote unquote what America considers to be success or you know the ideal perfect life it's like there is no party for oh my god I didn't marry the wrong guy there's no celebration for thank god you didn't have his baby you know none of that it's none of that so I think that to that question as far as you know would you sacrifice your happiness I've definitely been there I've um you know I've 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 definitely been there and I've like you, I've vowed to myself, I can't go back. Not to say that I have to be in a perfect, I don't believe there is a perfect situation, No, but I will say that I have a guy, I have my husband that, and I've talked about this, you know, just Mm -hmm. someone who allows you to be you, you don't have to change. And ultimately you're happy being around them. And my happiness comes from myself. I don't rely on my husband to make me happy. I feel like I have to already in the sense of, I have to come knowing like myself and what makes me happy and then he needs to be happy and then we come together we just share in happiness I'm not always happy like I just mentioned earlier in the show you know I have my days where I just want to be negative or whatever but what I'm saying as speaking to a relationship and for people out there um you have to really place priority in what's important for you and I can never I've seen people compromise their children to be in a relationship 
And I've also seen people compromise, you know, um, their mental stability and their mental health. So I just encourage everybody out there to, you know, make sure that you place your priorities, figure them out. And, you know, your happiness comes first. Like Whitney said, you only have one life to live. Um, and it starts with you. Like in the beginning of this conversation, it all starts with us. Do you know what I mean? Like our choices, what we want, you know, if what I want and what you want is not what we want for each other, you know, and a lot of times we know who we're dealing with when it comes to people, our friends, like I've had a good girlfriend. I knew who I was dealing with. So every time I got burned by her, I really couldn't be mad after the second, third, fourth, fifth time, because I'm like, this person is this person. So I feel like you have to take those same values, um, and red flags into your relationships. Yeah. My last question before we hop off, because this is going to be funny because I have a story about this really quick. Have yeah, you ever yeah. been duped on a date or duped into a date? I should say that. Duped into what does a that date. mean? Right. Meaning you go out with a colleague and you're like, hey, let's go get some drinks. I want to, you know, just go get some drinks and da da da. Oh, okay, sure. You know, no problem. Let's go out for drinks because this is your homie from work. Literally, there's been no sex exchange, like no flirting, nothing. It's like the homie. And then you go out and then you guys start talking about, or maybe he starts shifting the conversation from, you know, work and weekend stuff to you and him. And you're like, whoa, is he trying to Man. come on to me? Like, where did this change? Did I, was I not included in the, tra- you know, Steve, you're a friend, like you, you're a friend, friend, like what the fuck is going on? Have you I've ever- had some very weird, awkward situations like that. Okay. Can you share one? I've definitely been duped into like a double date situation and I had no idea until I already got there. (laughs) I was just like, really bitch? Like (laughs) basically somebody was dating a guy and they brought their friends. So the, my friend bought me and then I, you know, clearly it turned into like a double date type of thing. And it's just like, I don't even like this guy, like, or know this guy, but you know, it's definitely been in that. And then I've also had a situation probably like last summer where this guy who honestly I thought this guy was gay like I've known him for like a good three or four years but he moved out of town but every time he comes into town he hits me up we get lunch we get dinner whatever but I honestly thought he was gay like for a good three or four years and then we were eating um we were doing like happy hour and you know we got kind of tipsy and he just like started coming on to me where I was like are you coming on to me (laughs) Then he like hit me up after and like, you know, try to, you know, come home with me. I was just like, you gotta be drunk. And so I get really weirded out in situations like that. So I just like dipped. I didn't answer. I didn't return his text. I didn't answer because I was like, oh my God, I just felt like whole time. I thought you was just like this gay guy. And then I felt slick violated. Like, whoa. (laughs) I had a situation that's actually incredibly funny because what I'm about to share with you, I felt the same way. I was like, what the fuck? So this guy went to college with him. He's the guy that, you know, he's everybody's homie. Like everybody's like true homie. He's like super cool. I would always vent to him about my relationship problems. He'd give me great advice to take back into them, you know, just cool. So he had a housewarming party. So I was like, okay, I'll come. I got him a little uh, bartending little book. And he was like, yeah, it's a little set. You know, he was known to throw sets. They were cool, whatever. So get there. I'm like the only one there. And I was late. So I was like, 
okay. I said, um, well, here's your gift, you know, whatever. But he was like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I was like, like where, yeah, where is everybody? And he was like, oh, they're coming, they're coming. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. And so then he was like, you want to run with me to the liquor store? He's like, I got to pick up some liquor. So I was like, yeah, because the liquor store was like right around the corner. I think you told me the story. I did. I definitely told you the story. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Went around the corner. He's lived in Germantown at the time. This was years ago, you guys. But anyway, story's still relevant. <laughs> Went around the corner of the liquor store. Talk, nothing Again, nothing inappropriate. You know, get grabbed. He grabbed the bottles, whatever. Go back to the place. Same, same thing. Like nobody was there. So then I was like, okay, what time did your friend say they were coming? So then he gets a phone call and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had some music playing in the background, I guess to get, you know, which made me feel comfortable because I felt like it was just really awkward. It was really, the party's coming. Yeah. I'm like, man, yeah, the party's coming. The party's coming. I'm like, okay. So he gets a call and I don't think he heard me hear this, but I heard him say, nah, nah, don't even worry about coming no more. And I was like, "Uh." <laughs> I was like, what? So, long story short, we chill. So then, some people showed up because I guess they just didn't get the memo that not to get, you know. So some people were at the door. So I was like, praise the Lord! Finally, right? finally. So it was like three people. Okay, <laughs> he's like, you know, and he kind of gave him that look, like, you know, what the fuck y'all doing here? And I'm thinking, like, oh no, I was like, oh no, nah, yeah, you know. Man. So they come in. Women, you can get caught up in such weird situations. Girl, so I felt quick. so uncomfortable. And then, like, so I'm literally about to leave because I was like, I, you know, I thought this was going to be perfect like, escape to get out. From those yeah, because, you know, I didn't go out like that anyway. Really, I didn't. So for me to actually go out to a set and to, like, that wasn't me. I'm a homebody. I'm sleep by seven. Like, <laughs> give me a good meal. I'm good. So... I was already doing too much just being there. So I was like, okay, well, I'm about to go. You know, I hope you enjoy your gift. He was like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, you gotta stay. I was like, no, I really need to go. I was like, my boyfriend barely let me out of the house tonight. Didn't boyfriend. have a boyfriend at the time. <laughs> I really didn't have a boyfriend because the boyfriend that I did have, he would have not let me go to that right. shit. But anyway, long story short, so as I'm getting ready to leave, he's like, all right, take a picture. And I was like, what? I said, I was like, okay. I said, well, you just don't post it on social media because, you know, I have a boyfriend and I didn't have a boyfriend. I'm just like, like you know, you know, those guys that they want to give people the illusion that she right. talked to them, but you know, just weird because they're always friend zoned it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was like, all right, just don't post it on social media because, you know, my boyfriend, I don't want him to like, you know, be tripping and, you know, there's nothing there. And he was like, yeah, I got you. Girl, posted. not even an hour later, I saw the picture posted <laughs> on social media. I'm calling my girlfriends. I'm like, this motherfucker. Then I was pissed. But yeah, that it was awkward. I felt violated. I felt like, how dare you? Like, and I was pissed because I actually really enjoyed his friendship. Because you know, when you have a good guy friend that you can legit just be friends with. Mm-hmm. that's rare that they don't try to hit on you they don't try to like oh, it's all sneak that. shit I like, really don't believe men and women can be friends like that I can. I only feel that way if one look like Bismarck Key that's a whole another other, conversation you can't be two decent human being looking people and it just be you know Girl, it can be but both of you all have to arrive at that usually it's one person Girl. feeling some type of way and the other wants to be friends it can never happen one gotta be gay <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> one or both have to be guys like that oh wow these work. are great conversation starters so anyway, yeah it. so i just 
was like, you know what, let's switch it up. I was like, I didn't have a viewer question, but I saw the comments from these questions. Like, oh my God, this would be oh, so yeah. funny. Yeah. We're going to think of a segment name for that. I like that. I like that this. Too. That was good. Talk about our own experiences because we have a ton in our 30, yeah. <laughs> our tender 30 year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, great one for Melon and me because you're gonna get to know us individually. Get to know us, okay. get to know us, who we are, what we're about, you know. Um, because before we became to this evolving space, we were, we lived. Whitney, oh. you're still living. We living. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've calmed down. So, it just gets but. better from here, okay? Yeah. So, anyway, well, um, it's that's been all I got. Great. For today. Enjoy your Grammy weekend, ho. Thank you so much. I am so jealous. I will be, like I said, a viewer from from Nashville. Please. So be safe, as Carter would say. Be safe, you know. Quit. Just pray for me, y'all, that, you know, I don't know who's going to be there. I could be running into Drake or, you know, who knows. But (laughs) what's his name, Aubrey? Just really quick before I go, let me leave y'all with a little funny story from when I went to the billboard awards in Vegas. So I went to billboard awards a few years ago in Vegas, had a floor seat. Drake was like damn near hosting the event. He won like 10 billboards that day. So I'm all hype, you know, getting ready. I'm on the floor. My damn shoe breaks, my damn cheap ass shoe breaks (laughs) at the billboard. It was a sandal type heel. My ass had to shuffle out of the billboard holding on to my sandal between my fucking foot, between my toes. Oh, my God. And I had to drag my right foot like it was limping. So Girl, I can't. To get out of the awards. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I tell you, I was like, oh, my God. See? That is a story. See? You need stories like that, though. That's it's funny. It's a you humbling know, moment. Well, you don't need it for this weekend, but. (laughs) Oh, y'all, so just pray for me, okay? We will be anticipating your Grammy Award weekend next week on our next podcast, how that went down. And tell the people one more time, where can they find us, Mia? They can find us everywhere. They can find us on (laughs) iTunes, Melon and Me podcast. They can find us on Spotify, same Melon and Me podcast. Instagram, at Melon and Me podcast. Facebook. We are in the process of updating our name, but yes, it will soon be Melanin Me Podcast. Um, YouTube, Melanin Me Podcast, same thing. So you can find us on all streaming platforms, SoundCloud, and more. Um, Keep it locked. We will have more more, um, information on our upcoming store, our relaunch. And yeah, just subscribe. Make sure you subscribe, 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 and tell people about it. Comment, um, engage, like, whatever. And after dark content coming soon. So please Very turn on notifications. Soon. Please make sure you stay tuned. Yes. Be one of the first to get that juicy, yes. juicy content. That okay. juicy juice. Y'all, ooh, I, got I, got some, juicy I got some real good stuff. Hey. Again, I have lived, honey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye.